1: Florida. You're looking good, but you're always looking good. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News, Sunday, September 19th. Busy half hour. Steps to follow when preparing a business for sale. Dave Spano, you remember, the, uh, remember um, Rod Stewart's milestone? It's late September and Really should be back at school. Yeah, exactly. We're going talk about, talking about milestones. Stuff to think about at 50, 55, 60, 62, 65, and 72. We'll do that with Brian Fiore. I'm Danny Clayton, Dirk Felsky, our
2: chief investment officer. Hey. Hi. And uh, Dave Spano, president and CEO, of Annex Wealth Management. Officially, good morning. Yeah, good morning to you, Danny, as well, and to Southwest Florida. So on Friday, there was this crazy thing called Quadruple Witching Hour, and that sounds like something that belongs on a Halloween poster and not in the stock market, but that is exactly what we saw on Friday.
3: Right, it's just another um, volatility-related event. Um, It's basically the simultaneous expiration of options on stocks indexes, index futures, and single stock futures. And the the reason it has the impact is it affects market makers and their net exposure to the stock market. And that's why it can cause some volatility. And
2: that volatility is something you need to pay attention to, but it really doesn't change the long-term fundamentals Always it comes down to earnings and interest rates and the economy in general. And speaking of uh, interest rates and the economy, next week is the FOMC meeting, and that is the Federal Open Market Committee. That's when the federal chair talks about things like tapering. And again, that is Wednesday, and we're going to pay close attention to that.
3: Right. I mean, we did feel, you know, we recently had a a very softer CPI than people had anticipated, which gives some credence to what Chairman Powell has been saying about elements of Inflation being transitory, so we probably we do expect a fairly dovish statement. They may add some color about the degree to which they'll curtail their asset purchases. But generally speaking, it's an event that I would be very nervous going into with a negative bias.
2: Yeah, for a negative bias, in other words, you know the taper is they spend about 120 billion dollars a month in the open market buying bonds, and the taper means maybe it's not going to be 120 billion, but dovish meaning maybe they curtail it to. 100 billion or 80 billion, but it's still at the end of the day, it is a dovish event.
3: Right. And the other thing that Powell has been made very clear is don't connect the tapering with a rate hike, a, in other words, a negative stance by the Federal Reserve on interest rates. But some market participants will view that as the beginning of the end for the accommodative policies of the Fed.
2: And that is their opinion. What we are, and you just talked about, is this transitory idea. Of inflation the CPI report came out and it was pretty modest but Danny you know, there's parts of the CPI report that makes people's heads shake and that is they don't include certain things they don't include food and energy because they they say the volatility would move around that number. But as you know, you and I spend money on that as well. But we all know that food prices are shooting up. And you can go from seed to table and see that as well. You know, or any other grocery store, Publix, and you can start to see these things going up. But food prices clearly are up. Transportation costs are going up. And that gets transferred on. And that is inflationary.
3: It is, and it, it's certainly something that we've paid a lot of attention to. And, and frankly, right now, real interest rates, if you think about you know, getting a 1.3% yield on your 10-year bond and inflation is north of 4%, you are losing money on a real basis. That typically doesn't sustain itself for a long period of time. So something has to move. Either interest rates have to move higher or inflation has to move lower.
2: The last thing I want to cover in the last minute or so here is the retail sales report came out, and it did beat expectations. Merchandise up 29% in department stores. Furniture was up 16%. All of that means is the consumer still is in a good position and happy to spend. We all know here in Southwest Florida, trying to go to a furniture store and getting what you want is a long wait.
1: You know what I saw? Antique stores are back because they've got furniture. Exactly right. Right, So people
2: need these things. All right.
1: If we can help, and Dave mentioned it, you need to know what you own why you own it and how much you're paying for it. And talking about the shift in bonds. How about equities as well? You need that free portfolio analysis from Annex Wealth Management. What we do is a number of things. Investment and retirement planning, tax planning and estate planning. It's together for our clients. One plan, that's together. It's a complete plan. includes every single aspect of our team. One fee, the most important part. We're fee-only fiduciaries at Annex Wealth Management. Going to be back in a bit on the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News.
2: I'm Dave Spano, President and CEO of Annex Wealth Management. It may not feel like it, but 2021 is slipping away. You've seen headlines about inflation and potential tax changes. If you haven't reviewed your investment and retirement plan or considered the impact of new taxes, it's time. Go to AnnexWealth.com and click the Get Started button. Set up a time to talk, review, or revise your plan today. Know the difference. One team, one plan, one fee. Annex Wealth Management.
0: Need help? Head to AnnexWealth.com and click the Get Started button. Now, back to the Annex Wealth
1: Management Show. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management, where we provide comprehensive investment and retirement planning tailored to our clients' needs. That ranges from starting people out on simple paths all the way to services designed for business executives and owners. With business owners, there comes a point when maybe it's time to put a plan into place to explore a sale, and that's what we're going to talk about here. Do that. Keith Butler joins me. He's a wealth manager and an attorney at Annex Wealth Management. Welcome back. Great to be here, Danny. Selling a business is something that's a process, and certain steps need to be taken to maximize the opportunity for the owner. And it's not an
4: overnight process. But how far in advance should planning begin in order to sell a business? Well, I think it's something that should be thought about all the way through the lifetime of the business, but I would say at least five years, because that gives you time to get things cleaned up, if you will, to put a a plan together. And right now, you know, today we're, we're not talking about a business succession plan to family members. We're talking about where you're trying to put it on the market for sale to the general public or to somebody in the industry, perhaps. But you want to plan in advance and get a team together. You've dealt with a lot of business owners over the years. The businesses, they're kind of like children to them, right? Very much so. And one thing that surprised me in a a very good way, I think, over the years is how deeply they care about it and the people that work for them in general. I saw many times in transactions where I represented both buyers and sellers, and you could tell that they really wanted to bend over backwards to make sure their people were protected.
1: What kind of team should a business owner assemble on the way to a sale?
4: Well, first of all, you you need to have your attorney. And there might be a couple of attorneys to engage. The first would be a transactional attorney, you know, the person who can execute the transaction itself, negotiate the buy-sell agreement and so on, and also an estate planner, because your assets will be transitioning from a business, which typically is the largest asset an individual has that dominates their balance sheet, into probably cash. And now, the, the makeup being different, that will affect your estate plan quite a bit. You'll, of course, want an accountant. Uh, you will ha- want to have an appraiser, someone who can provide an objective value of your company because sometimes people, they, they guess up so too high or too low. It happens all the time. A business broker may be engaged, someone who can go out into the market and find the best potential buyers for you. And, of course, you want a, a financial advisor because, again, you're converting a big asset that's not liquid, into uh, liquid assets. Numbers are critical. They, they've got to be right. And these
1: are things that can't be in a shoebox. They can't be on the back of an envelope.
4: And it's something that, again, planning in advance. When we talked about how, how far in advance, I think probably the paper is the biggest thing, meaning that getting a clean balance sheet, getting financial records that really look clean, that wouldn't have some sort of liabilities that would bog down a new owner. You'd want to have a good lease in place. You may own the building. You may not. But if you don't, then having a good long-term lease in place gives some security to the buyer. So you'll want to get those financial records cleaned up, and a good accountant can really provide a lot of value along the way in that regard. Is it jumping too far ahead for anybody to announce that the company is going to go up for
1: sale? I mean, you need to have everything in order, right? I mean, there there are probably people out there who say,
4: listen, Jimmy, you ever want to sell this place, you let me know, right? (laughs) Right, right, right. You know, and uh, that's an interesting question, and it's really fact-dependent. You know, I talked to somebody very recently who was very concerned about announcing that because then all of a sudden if your competitors know you're up for sale, they may see some some blood in the water. Uh But by the same token, getting the the word out there may flush out some, some of the best potential buyers. Keith Butler is a Wealth Manager at Annex Wealth Management with significant experience
1: in assisting business owners in the process of selling their business. We're going through a checklist of proper steps in preparing the business for sale, determining the proper value of the business. We talked a little bit about that. You suggested having the accountant and the appraiser. They're the team that helps there.
4: Absolutely. And some of the things that they'll look at is obviously the financial and tax records. You know, that's really important for having several year track record of that. Uh, They'll look at the inventory, inventory levels. You'll look at a detailed information on customers because we all want big customers, right? But that provides risk. So they'll want to take a good look at the reliability of the customer base and the size. And if you have a whole bunch of reliable, smaller customers, then you have a little less risk of uh, losing a major contract. You'll also want to look at vendor contracts and leases. That's something that you'll want to make sure that there are things in place so that it's a favorable situation that a buyer is walking into. Licenses, liquor license if you're a, a um, restaurant or something like that would be really important. An intellectual property, is it, are there Patents and trademarks that you have, that those have values as well. At what point will potential
1: buyers be able to see this
4: information? Typically, once they express interest, there's a confidentiality agreement that is signed. Once that's signed and negotiated, then the uh, seller would have the confidence that you can provide some of this information.
1: Would the broker help kind of narrow down that field so you just don't have a bunch sure. of tire
4: kickers? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. A good broker will know the industry, they'll know who the real players are, That's part of the value that that they bring, right? There you go, right.
1: You know, at Annex Wealth Management, financial planning and tax planning are incredibly important, and I would think anybody who has sold a business all of a sudden who might be looking at a very large sum of money Mm kind of
4: needs to kind of walk through those steps. Absolutely. You know, a couple different ways of looking at it, because if you sell all at once, one closing, all the cash, then that can trigger a substantial capital gain bill, right? Or you could do an installment sale where you're paid over years, and then that gain can be spread out obvious disadvantage to that is the possibility that uh, there's a default risk. Most people would want to get all their money in advance even despite that, but that is something you'd want to look at and your accountant can provide guidance with that. And then how about a financial planning angle? Oh, absolutely. Because at that point in time, you've converted, again, the, the dominant asset of your balance sheet, if you will, into cash, investable assets. So that is something where you need risk tolerance and analyzed, uh, time frames, timelines, what kind of... Uh, uh, do you want to do some gifting to kids? Do you want to set up accounts for others? There's a whole lot of different planning. And that's something you may want to do in advance, too, Danny, especially if there is a taxable estate tax situation where it looks like the estate tax limits may be going down. Right now, it's over $11 million an individual. It may go down to something like five. And still, that doesn't cover most people. But some businesses will fall into that range. And that's some planning you may want to do in advance where you can transfer some of that the interest in that business perhaps to another generation on favorable terms.
1: Because think about the blood, sweat, and tears that were poured into these businesses. It's important to follow these steps. Absolutely. Keith Butler, a wealth manager at Annex Wealth Management. Thanks for joining us. Oh, pleasure. We're going to be right back. It's Sunday, September 19th. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. You finally reached your savings goal, but how much will you really spend in retirement? Basic question, But more than one-third of retirees underestimated their spending. And you know taxes will impact what you've set aside. You're smart enough to know you don't have all the answers. You're also smart enough to know where to get help. It's time to put things in order with a fee-only fiduciary. Click the Get Started button at AnnexWealth.com. One team, one plan, one fee. Annex Wealth Management custom-tailored investment and retirement planning from a fee-only fiduciary. Know the difference. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management? Let's talk milestones, like when we were 16 and started to drive, 18 when we could vote, 21 when we thought we were adults, Milestones are important, and when it comes to retirement planning, they're great markers to keep us reminded of important aspects, and that's what we're going to talk about with Brian Fiore, Branch Director at Annex Wealth Management Naples. Hey, Brian. Good morning, Danny. For retirement
5: savers, age 50, that's a significant milestone, but why is that? My wife turned 50 last year in the pandemic. She didn't think that was a great time to turn 50. I turned 50 next year. Uh, We'll see how that goes next calendar year. For retirement savers, usually you're at your peak earnings period, and... And so usually kids are out of the house, peak earnings period, you might be able to save more for yourself. And the uh, federal uh, legislation has given... uh, Employer plans the ability for you to annual your annual uh, salary deferral limit to increase. So, if you're an employer plan like a 401k, it increases by six thousand five hundred dollars. So, you can actually put into up to twenty six thousand into a plan like that instead of nineteen five before you're fifty. For IRA accounts, Roth IRAs, traditional IRAs, they also allow an extra thousand dollars for catch up contributions, they call it. So, in 2021, that's seven thousand instead of six thousand. If you have a smaller company and have a simple IRA plan, you might be involved in one of those they also add extra contribution limits increased by 3,000 there so there's a few things to give you a little bit of boost to turning 50 it's not so bad
1: that's 50 how about 55
5: so 55 there are some changes that help there as well for those of you that have a health savings account, where you you're using a qualified high deductible health insurance plan through your work usually, and you're able to use a health savings account, they increase the uh, limit you can put in for that. So 8,200 for a family plan instead of 7,000, for example. The health savings accounts, if you don't know, you probably do know, but I say that's when the IRS and Congress kind of lost their minds, where they give you a triple tax advantage thing to do. So if you have the access to use a health savings account, you should because the contributions give you a tax deduction when you put them in there, reduce your current taxes, the earnings grow tax deferred, you don't have to pay taxes as as you invest it and grow it. And when you take it out for purposes later in life that are qualified, you don't have to pay income on it. So it's definitely a good thing to use. Also when you're 55, if you're in an employer plan and you terminate your employment, you can start making withdrawals. For like a 401k or 403b that are not subject to the 10% early withdrawal penalty. So that may benefit you instead of having to wait till 59 and a half, you can have access to your retirement savings sooner at no penalty. That is not true for Roth IRAs or SEP IRAs or things like that. You have to wait till you're 59 and a half.
1: And if people are thinking of the traditional age 65 when they're going to retire, 55 might be when the clock at least should start ticking with that uh, you know that 10-year countdown. How about 60? Is that a milestone?
5: It can be. So um, some folks have a spouse that's passed away, and they have the option to receive survivor benefits from Social Security, and that starts at age 60. So that can be an option if you're in that
1: situation. We're covering milestone birthdays, which signify opportunity? Brian Fiore, Branch Director, Annex Wealth Management, Naples. Brian, 62. We're at 62 now. That seems to be where some of the magic might start to happen.
5: Um, Yeah, for Social Security, for sure, that's when you can, or also other maybe pension plans from work and things like that. That's when you can also start take drawing on your benefits. Usually you will get lower benefits if you start to drawing on them at 62 versus waiting until a 65 or 67 or 70, depending on the plan you're drawing from, if it's social security or a work pension. Also in this time frame, usually folks who have worked in a plan where they've been able to purchase publicly traded stock or employer stock, there are some benefits, something called... Um, Net unrealized appreciation and another spinoff of that. If you have employer stock and you're planning any significance, you want to talk to someone about that because you might be able to have a tax incentive to um, do something with that in the future. Uh, and, And it does matter that you don't Take any distributions out before you determine if this is a benefit or not. If you've already start drawing on employer plans and then you couldn't do this net unrealized appreciation or spinoff method, but if you haven't done anything, any distributions, you might be able to take advantage of this and something to look at.
1: 65 is an important milestone for sure
5: right so that's when everybody knows they have to register for medicare if they're not already on a if they're not currently on a qualified employer plan so yeah at age 65 is important to sign up for medicare in a timely manner or you have penalties that are permanent if you do not
1: yeah do not miss that and then brian finally how about age 72
5: that got recently changed to a milestone where 70 and a half used to be the age where you started to have a required minimum distributions um, now they, they pushed that back a couple a couple of years ago, a year and a half ago with the SECURE Act to 72. So yeah, at 72, if you have any IRA or traditional retirement plans, you have to start taking distributions from those, not Roth IRAs. But also at 70 and a half, you can still make qualified charitable distributions from your IRA to qualified charities. So at 70 and a half, you definitely want to be using that for charitable gifts if you do that instead of waiting to 72.
1: If we can be of assistance, Annex Wealth Management is ready with investment and retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning. We do it as a fee-only fiduciary. Know the difference? The website, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Brian, before I leave you, I know that Annex Wealth Management was devoting some airtime on the show to a golf outing. How did that go, and how did you shoot?
5: Uh, I went very well. So the YMCA of Southwest Florida had a fundraiser golf event uh, last week, and they raised more money than expected, more money than previous years to help them help the youth and children children in the area. I did okay. (laughs) Our team did okay, but not good enough. We did not win.
1: Brian Fiore, Branch Director, Annex Wealth Management Naples. Thanks for your insight. Thank you, Danny. Quick break, we will be back. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News.
2: I'm Dave Spano, President and CEO of Annex Wealth Management. It may not feel like it, but 2021 is slipping away. You've seen headlines about inflation and potential tax changes. If you haven't reviewed your investment and retirement plan or considered the impact of new taxes, it's time. Go to AnnexWealth.com and click the Get Started button. Set up a time to talk, review, or revise your plan today. Know the difference. One team, one plan, one fee. Annex Wealth Management.
1: The Week in Review, Know the Difference Minutes, Team Segments, Planning Topics, including Investments, Retirement, Tax, and Estate. It's all on the Annex Wealth Management YouTube channel 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Head to YouTube and search Annex Wealth Management. One team, one plan, one fee.
0: Annex Wealth Management works in your best interest. Can your advisor say that? This is
1: the Annex Wealth Management Show. We're back. Website, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get started button. If you got a question for us, hit the ask button. Quick reminder, got a webinar, Women in Wealth Preparing for the Unexpected. Happens on Wednesday, five o'clock in the afternoon. Details on that at AnnexWealth.com. Look for the events tab. Derek Felsky, Chief Investment Officer in the studio here at 92.5 Fox News, along with Dave Spano, President and CEO, Annex Wealth Management.
2: Thank you, Danny. I saw a CEO report, and they were talking about risks that they foresee over the next several years. And what was at the top was policy making. And in other words, a situation where Washington, D.C. could disrupt their planning, could disrupt their business. Well, one of them right now on the table is what is in front of us is this bill. And obviously, we all have talked about reconciliation, what is in there, but this is a tax and spend bill. Tax planning is going to change, not only for income taxes, but but estate taxes. We were reading it this past week, and a lot of popular state planning moves uh, are under the gun right now, as well as tax planning moves. Derek, we have gone through and said, you know, what are the basic tools that we can still use? And that is right now calling your investment portfolio and making sure winners and losers, and should you book those gains?
3: Right. I mean, if an increase in the capital gains tax will affect some people more than others. Some people won't affect at all, it seems to me. Um, And, you know, I always say don't invest your politics. And I also say don't invest legislation that hasn't been legislated because you could look pretty foolish if you react to to a headline that actually ends up being compromised away.
2: Yeah, and we'll have to see. And that's a really good point. We'll have to see what does pass. Obviously, this framework did pass the House. But as you point out, it is a thin majority in the House and even thinner in the Senate. So we'll have to see what is actually negotiated out of that. So if you want to make changes to your state plan, they're still. is time this year, but what is on the table certainly is concerning for those of you who who have used things like GRATS, grantor Retained Annuity Trusts, and other popular state planning tools. Those of you who want to put in a lower tax basis on some of your stocks, all of this means that you need to go through your portfolio. We do this every day with people who come through the door. If you're listening to this and you say, I'm not sure my estate plan, my tax plan, and my investment plan are all working together. What we do, Danny, and you know this very well, is we won't go through a situation Come when someone comes in and we say, all right, let's take a look at this. Let's go through a free portfolio analysis. Let's give you this framework and see if we can improve on what you have.
1: And if people come back and they sit down a second time, we really start to give them some great suggestions. And I think that's really where the eyes open. I've heard story after story after story of our clients, people who eventually become clients, saying, you know what, nobody ever told me this.
2: And that's the reason why we do that. And we've been doing it for several decades is people come in and they can see the actual work that we do. It's not lip service. I hear other financial advisors and other financial shows. They say they're going to do certain things. We have on staff estate planning lawyers. We have CPAs. We have tax planners. We have PhDs. And we even have CFAs. (laughs) Nice. Most significantly. (laughs) That's
1: right. So, Dave, a lot of times people will, will... You know, I think they expect a plan to come back and it says, listen, follow this blindly. And that's also not the case because the conversation with Annex health Management is continuing. Somebody might say, you know what, I didn't mention that. I want to do something for my grandchildren. How do we work that? And we'll come back with multiple ways that that can happen.
2: That's for sure. And it is a roadmap. So we go through and say, have we addressed your estate plan issues? Have we addressed your tax planning issues? Are you invested in the right places? You can't get away from these conversations if you're talking to manufacturers about what's happening with shipping containers stuck in the ports. Of course, even if they get them off the ship, they don't have the drivers to transport and all the other logistics. And some of the manufacturers I talked to said this could persist into 2023. Holy cow, Lots of things
1: are happening. You need some help. Head to our website. It's AnnexWealth.com. Investment, retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning. It's all together in one plan that's built for you. It's a plan that lives. We will fix it and change it along the way to suit your needs. Most important part, one fee. We're a fee-only fiduciary. For Derek Felski and Dave Spano, I'm Danny Clayton. See you in a week. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News.